This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, thanks for joining us. We have a question for Michael today. Oh, come on. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> going to throw it at you. I'll take it. But we'll both have an opinion on this one, I'm yep. sure. Here's our question. Can I tell people what I tithe? So, Tim, my question would be, why do you want to tell yeah, people? Why would you why want you to tithe? do that? It's interesting because I feel like if I were to talk about how much I tithe, I'm going to get judged one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like if I tell people I give 10%, hypothetically, they'll say, well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, depending on why, the person. Why can't you give more? Right. And then some people will say, wow, that's that's actually ridiculous. Like, you know, they, they'll you judge know, in the other way so or they'll feel like condemned. It's inter- I don't know. Like I can't find a win. So there are conversations that I have as a pastor with people. So, for example, when we do premarital counseling, we go through all their money and I ask them, how much do you tithe, whatever. And I always tell them, I don't care how much you tithe. I, if we're going to do a budget, though. We need to decide some yeah, things. We're going to need to talk about this. And you take this woman and this man who have different tithing values. You put them into a family and, and they have to realize all their money is um, – is his money is her money and her money is his money. And so it, it's a great exercise in helping them figure that out. And we usually tell people like 10% is the floor, not the ceiling. Start mm-hmm. there as a couple, especially while you're young. And But beyond pastoral conversations, I don't know that there's a ton of value in that. Now, can I give you maybe just some like hypothetical circumstances? Sure. Right? I would have no issues if someone came to me and said, hey, I did this special gift for this person. You know what I mean? Now, that person has to check their motives. Are you telling it because mm-hmm. you want some kind of applause? Are you telling it because I'm your friend and we're just processing what we do as brothers in Christ together? You know, like there's a lot of motivation issue, I think, in this in this point here. But here's another hypothetical, right? So we do a building campaign. Let's say uh, me and you both have a, a bit of money, okay? And uh, I say bro, I'm going to give $100,000 and I want to challenge you to match that with me. Yeah, I think those kind of things are very honorable and encouraging one another to be all in for your church. Or I can imagine where a family in my stage of life, like let's say I know we make about the same amount of money. I can look at him or her and say, hey, bro, we're all in at 10%. You know, are you all in too? Hey, we're going to do 12% this year. You want to do it with us? You want to take like a financial challenge? Let's pray over our money. Um, maybe we're going to give one or 2% to some, um, ministries outside of our church, you know, just to kind of be as generous as we can and work that muscle out. You know, those are things that I think are, are really cool conversations to have with people. But, um, by and large, I'm trying to figure out why it would be valuable, but the widows might. Yeah. Apparently whatever happened there, everybody knew how much she was giving. And I don't think she did it intentionally for people to see, but apparently everyone was watching anyway. Yep. I guess if all you have is a mite yeah, and you put something in, mm-hmm. then people are probably pretty aware. Like if all I have is a dollar and I put anything in, people are probably pretty aware that that is everything I've got. So I don't know. So candidly, like uh, here's a question for you, Tim. No judgment here, but I'm not going to ask how much you tithe. <laughs> don't worry. But you and I are a full agreement that 10% is a great goal. And that is really the floor mm. of giving. What the Old Testament required was a tithe. Yeah, everybody knew it. Everybody gave tithe everybody knew in that. that context, yeah. But there was above and beyond the yeah. normal 10% that you paid the temple tax and everything. But the New Testament, that principle of the tithe is carried over. Mm. But then there is generosity on top of the tithe, yep. which is kind of like what you said before. It's it's the floor. It's the, the place to begin 
of being responsible and being trustworthy with what the Lord has provided for us to manage. And that's really what we are. We are managers of what he's given us. And the tithe or what we give to the church or furthering the kingdom is really our way of saying, Lord, we want to be in on what you're in on. And we want to Mm. fund what you feel is and have have, uh, clearly indicated in Scripture is where your heart is, which is to build the church and to build your kingdom. Yep. You made a distinction. I want to just highlight the distinction, and the distinction you made was between tithing and generosity. Mm. And I think it's really valuable to make that difference. And so some people would equate tithing to like paying off a student loan debt or a bill. You know what Mm. I mean? I would look at tithing, like this is how my brain would look at it. It, Tithing for me would be more like groceries. (laughs) Because I love to eat. You know what I mean? Like eating gives me much joy and energy. And I really like it. It's something that I need to put my money into. Sure. Otherwise, I don't live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when I put it into, it ha- it brings me joy, right? And I get to share that joy with other people. So it's just good all the way around. Yeah, and, I know you and not only enjoy eating, but you enjoy eating with others. Oh, absolutely. I enjoy watching other people eat. Right. I enjoy being able to provide food for people. Just the joy of food is a delightful thing for me, you know? <laughs> so when I think about tithing, I don't think about it like a bill necessarily. I think about it like an obligation mm-hmm. that is also an opportunity that blesses me and blesses other people around me. But here's the deal. I don't ever buy food for myself and say, I'm generous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, when I buy extra food to give away to other people, then generosity could yep. start to happen there, you know? But it's interesting because the tithing is the obligation. Generosity is above and beyond the obligation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting distinctive. So, Tim, just go back, you know, over over your walk with the Lord. Have you ever, like, sat down with somebody and said, hey, hey man, here's how much I tithe? And it could have been good. It could have been a good reason to have that conversation. The only person who knows beyond my wife, and sometimes when when our kids were living at home, they knew if we gave over and above our tithe— you know, to some special fund or project Mm -hmm. or an initiative that the church was doing, or if we were sponsoring or supporting a a Christian radio station or some other friend that's going on a mission trip, Mm -hmm. they knew those things. But to know the actual dollar figure of what our regular tithe was, they knew that our floor was the 10%. And then the only other person between our family, our immediate family, is my accountant. Yep. Which is actually an encouragement to him because he's a Christian. And so in some ways, you know, you use the word response, obligation. Obligation, dude. Yeah, and for me, it's great to know, hey, somebody's checking in on me that is a Christian. And he's well above me in salary. And I'm not giving to challenge him. Mm. Uh, it's, It's kind of hard to say this, but... He's holding me accountable even though he's not holding me accountable. Yeah, the fact that you know that he sees it. There's times that he said things to me. He says, hey, way to go, bro. Mm. Good job. That's you cool. Know, That's awesome. You did a good job this year. Yeah. And again, I'm not doing it for his praise, but because we're both Christians and yeah. we both believe in supporting the local church and yeah. beyond the local church, but especially the local church. Mm-hmm. I am a local church person. I think that is your first and foremost. So is Jesus, actually. Yeah. So you're in good yeah. company. <laughs> your financial support <laughs> needs to go there first and foremost. And I know Christians say, well, you know, I'm not going to give my tithe to my local church because my local church is doing well. Mm. And there, I'm, therefore, I'm going to give to other ministries. And I struggle with that because, like you said, you know, Jesus is a local church kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, and— um, I think we need to be where he's at. Yeah, my son comes up to me and he says, he's trying to figure out how much money we have. <laughs> and he says, do you have $2,000? And I said, yeah. 
3000 <laughs> Like, what are you getting at? And he goes, what's the most amount of money you can put on a credit card? Oh. And he doesn't understand how credit cards work. <laughs> I said, well, that's not necessarily my money. You yeah, know, that's right. other people's money that I'm borrowing. And he's like, I don't get it. He's like, if you spend it, you have it, right? And I'm like, yeah, that in theory, that's the way it works, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny because my kids know, okay, we're not in debt. Right. Yay. That's a win. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. They're trying to figure out all the details, you know, and I've often wondered, I don't have a good answer yet. And maybe each kid I'll have a different relationship with. But like uh, when we actually sit down and say, hey, here's how much money we gave away just so you can know and be instructed Mm -hmm. as my son or daughter. In my brain, I don't have a category probably of talking to too many people about it. Yeah. Other than an accountant, the person who sees our money at church. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I would just say, don't do that. As we've been talking about our kids, we're using what we give to the Lord and what we do for the Lord, not not just financially, but also mm-hmm. our donation of our time as well as yep. our treasure. Yep. We're, we're training them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know a lot of times you and I are talking about these things. We're answering these questions from a biblical worldview and from our theological training, our experience. And I've had people ask me, hey, you answered that question, but is there a scripture for this? And actually, there is a scripture for this. It's Matthew chapter 6, the first four verses. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to uh, be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. And then he goes on and he continues to talk about this, that we need to give out of a heart that's right and righteous for the Lord, and in this context, for the needy or the needs of the people. But we do that in a way that we're not praising ourselves and we're not publicly letting others know. Mm. He uses the term in verse 4, to give in secret. Mm. It's good to be on the same page with Jesus. Like, I think if Jesus were on the microphone, he would say, Poppy, don't tell people. No, it's not really you know, that important. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm going to reward you. Don't worry about it. And I, I will say in closing, I know I speak on behalf of you, Tim, our elders. It is such an encouragement to be a part of a church that tithes. Mm-hmm. I know everybody doesn't. I understand that. That's just a reality. There are newer people trying to figure out, you know, what to do with this. There are people who have been really hurt by churches who have abuse the money that they have tithed, and uh, that makes it harder to trust again. But every week I see how our church tithes, and I am encouraged. I am motivated to give more. And what I love is that people often think that if the church has more money than they budget, then they're fine. Mm. What I love about what Village has done is that before the Lord is going to do something that requires money, he often over-resources. Yes. And so people understand that my faithfulness to tithing is not contingent on how much money the church is able to save. If the Lord over-resources, it's because the Lord has a vision right. and something he's preparing you to do. And so, like, we're able to see the church give above and beyond our budget, and our spending is below our budget mm-hmm. because we have a, a clear sense of what the Lord is asking us to do in the upcoming um, two to three years. And so all of that margin, if you will, um, is a good stewardship. I hope it motivates people in their personal lives to be good stewards and to live below their income, to put money away, but also to understand that when the Lord over-resources you, he has a vision for you. That's right. So I just, I so appreciate that. And uh, it has given our leadership the ability to really dream and to push Mm -hmm. into the future and um, to serve our church and to make disciples and has allowed us to think about things like planting another church 
which we could not do if we didn't have resources. So on a personal level, I know you and I are just filled with with gratitude to be part of a church that resources um, the vision, which is awesome. We've got great people at the church. What are we talking about? So our next time, time, yeah, next time the question is, if God destroyed the whole earth in the flood, then how do the Nephilim show up again in Numbers chapter 13? Kind of a good question. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of a good (laughs) question. (laughs) 